he's I don't know what's wrong with him, but he's howling. I just don't want him, you know, licking himself or biting himself right next to me for like while I'm gaming, because that's gonna ruin my concentration. Just all the munching. I, 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 I'm her licking like. Yeah. I'm like, bro, I'm trying to game. <laughs> Reviewing, viewing, and previewing sports, entertainment, and events. Dirty Dina Studio presents. See Space City, starring Alan, Ricky, and Brian. Welcome to the Sea Space City podcast. It is I, the Podfather Brian, in the Dirty Dina studio, and I am joined via satellite by the real stars of the show, Alan and Ricky. Welcome to our Survivor Series special. Y'all know how we do for the big four pay-per-views. We just give 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 that show a whole show of ours. So this will be a two-show week, boys. So, Al, how you doing, buddy? Oh, man, I got out of work a little bit early on um, Saturday. And... Uh... Started watching that Survivor Series pay-per-view. I watched the good parts, the beginning and the end, because I slept through the whole middle, uh, just because of the day of work that was. <laughs> Gonna get so, some you great know, podcasting from Alan today. <laughs> I, I got you covered in the beginning and in the end, and if you guys got all the middle matches, you know, that 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 sounds pretty uh, great. The level of preparation on this podcast is top-notch. <laughs> we like. Hey, I, I'm just saying how my. Hey, you asked me how the weekend went. I just said that's how Survivor Series weekend went. You know. Hey, lucky for our listeners, we might be able to keep this one short. So. <laughs> Ricky, how are you doing, buddy? Hey, not too shabby, man. So, like, ACT scores are down for like um, the first time in like 10 years, you know, the kids aren't learning. Um, CM Punk is back for the first time in 10 years. So is there a correlation there? I'm not sure. <laughs> I was, I was wondering not. where you were going with that. I'm like, I like a random like fun fact that's disturbing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, our, <laughs> like ACT scores are down. What the hell's going on with this? Are kids getting dumber? <laughs> yeah. We say yes. <laughs> or maybe ACT scores are dumb and always have been. I don't know. I never took the ACT. I was an SAT guy. I didn't either. So <laughs> I'm not quite sure. <laughs> I did. I did pretty good on those types of things types of tests though so <laughs> i did good enough i <laughs> know i did all right like i'm not i'm just you know I w- it wasn't like i rolled out with a 1600 or something <laughs> <laughs> oh i was doing really well on those tests i never tried the sat SA, uh no. act but um yeah sure i would have done fine <laughs> <laughs> all right well that was fun talking about our ability to take tests so, like I said, this is the first show of the week. There will be two. But this one is our Survivor Series special. And this year, once again, Survivor Series was War Games. It's war! <laughs> so, War Games is great. Now, I, 
I had the privilege of back, I don't know how many years ago it was, but when they first brought War Games back to WWE and NXT, I it was here mm-hmm. in Houston, and I went. And it was awesome. Uh, I've never been I to have, War Games. I've been to WrestleManias. I've been to Royal Rumbles. I've been to... Yeah. I've seen like a hell of a cell match and all this other stuff. So that was been the war games yet. I'm assuming that's the Survivor Series that was the biggest letdown of all when corporate Triple H's team decimated Shane McMahon's uh, team in a devastating five on one beatdown that took place. I'll be honest, I don't remember the Survivor no, Series. No, 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 no. I remember the war games the night before. <laughs> yeah, it was. Oh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Next yeah. It had to be during during a Survivor Series, and that was the last time I think. Survivor yeah. Series so that well, that tracks then. Um, but so yeah, once again, Survivor Series was War Games this year. Um, we can we can talk about whether it should keep being War Games or if maybe you know every so often we switch it up and go back to the regular Survivor Series match. Um, but before, mm. I'll go for it. You in? Oh, well, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, yeah, I'm in. I I like that they've changed it up for War Games a couple of times, but like, like because there's only so many times that you can have the last survivor gimmick. Because like you know, with the return of of uh, Randall Keith, you know, he is the ultimate survivor. He he always he he's done it a couple of times where he's the last man standing and he yeah. wins it. Yeah, he was, he's, he's, he's one of my favorite elimination. elimination match, I, for, yeah, I forgot the cave was Keith. <laughs> I was like Randall Keith. Who the hell are you talking about? Randall Keith. <laughs> I don't want to just. I don't want to just skip to the end, you know. So, but I mean, overall, I, I I like I like this version of it, especially because it it lends to the spots. Right, everybody can get a spot to shine. Five minutes, the tag team, whatever, back and forth. And then, like the ending setup, if you want to go balls to the wall and just kill kill the match, you can. Or if you want to drag it on for ten minutes, you know that's up to everybody. So I like it. Yeah, I, so I sort of wondered if it would be overkill if we could put like one Survivor Series elimination match in there along with the War Games. You know what I'm saying? Like I think there's a lot of guys who were standing off to the side. You had a bunch of people off to the side, like. You could have just grouped up like Alpha Academy, The New Day, and, you know, one other dude or something like that against like, you know, it it would have been really easy to do like a real uh, five on five like elimination. Uh, Yeah, it does. It doesn't have to overstay. It does take away from. Yeah. uh, The tag team division, definitely. Um, To have the War Games matches and nothing else really. Um. But I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think the, the, there's no shortage of people on the roster. But how many of those big matches do you want to do you want to have? No, I agree. That's what I was saying. It might be a little overkill to do it to have two war games matches and then a elimination match on yeah. top of that as well. But um, but I could yeah. see that's that's like three very long matches. I could see using right the the face tag teams versus the heel tag teams for a traditional. Survivor Series matchup, um, yeah. and using yeah. factions for and like they, they used to do it anyway. Yeah, they yeah because they used to do it anyway, right? Whether it was the cross brand, it would be the men's um, 
elimination and then the women. Right, and that's the thing. It used to, and then sometimes they would do like it used to be team. Raw versus SmackDown yeah. in recent yeah. history, and so it was brand supremacy, yeah. and that was well and good, and you could still really do that. But yeah, then you had heels really and faces fighting on the same team. Yeah. And so you'd have to put like some sort of stipulation in there, like the winning, um, the winning show gets the number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble or something like that. You yeah, know what I'm saying. I think if they put some sort of stipulation on the Raw and SmackDown thing, it would have made sense. But like back in the day, they were just doing it for like they did it for like brand supremacy, and then sometimes they mm-hmm. would do it to where like the Survivor Series ended up popping up right after like a draft. So like guys would be on guys would be on like new shows for like yeah. a month and defending that new show. So it really didn't make sense those times. Uh, I want to say that. they did it a couple <laughs> years ago, like two weeks after the draft, and it yeah, was hilarious. Yeah. And then they did like Roberts and SmackDown. Yeah. It's like okay, like <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, they should have already had the team set, and they're doing a draft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because <laughs> it makes more sense hey, you have like guys who have you been know on what? the show for like yeah. a year plus, or for at least a few months, at least you know half a year. Sometimes, sometimes we just want to see the the Twitter clips of 2018-2019 WWE. Sometimes we don't want to watch the full episode of twenty. I mean, Alan, you you apparently didn't want to watch a full episode of twenty twenty three WWE, so. Yeah, you fall in, you're hey, sleepy asleep. Smurf. I don't know what's going on. Age, man. Age is getting to me. <laughs> <laughs> that was MJF's theme, by the way. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was wondering what he what he had going on there. <laughs> so the show opened with the women's war games match which uh pitted damage control which has grown in recent weeks adding um adding mm-hmm. carrie sane and asuka to the fold um yep. leading to a lot of questions about where bailey fits in so that'll be an interesting thing going forward and i have some ideas about that um, but they uh, they took on Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Bianca Belair, and Shotzi. And yep. listen, the ladies brought it. Um, this was probably the match of the night. Honestly, awesome. like you know, it, but this was kind of a card to where there wasn't. I don't know. It was a, it was a fun card, and we're gonna go over the card and blah blah blah. But this ended up being a card where it didn't really have any um, like great matches on there. But this was this was probably the match of the night. Like you said, the ladies brought it. Like, and it actually made sense finally because like you run a damage control. So like damage control back when they debuted at SummerSlam, this was like right after um, uh, Becky and Bianca. So it sort of it made sense with that situation, and then with Bailey going after Shotzi and shaving her hair and doing all that, and um, Charlotte just kind of wants a title, 
So, like, she's fighting EO. So that's why she's in this whole thing, because Charlotte has to be, like, in the main event scene. Right. You know, whenever she's around, she either has to be in the main event scene or she's just not going to be there. So that's kind of where Charlotte is. But, yeah, the women brought in in this matchup. I'm loving the new um, damage control, bringing the Asuka and uh, Kyrie Sane aboard. Um, Kyrie Sane is always wonderful. She's so small. She's she's beautiful for one, like so. That's one of the reasons that I love that Kyrie's back. But True. she's she's funny because she's so small. So like every time she's out there fighting, like she can't do like the leverage holds to like really make people to to uh sort of bend people to her will and like like the way that Charlotte can just pick up somebody and grab them because she's an absolute beast. Like Kyrie saying, just <laughs> she looks so funny out there just. She can't. She's she's so small and tiny and and petite that like it's just it's just hilarious. Like just seeing her out there trying to fight people and it's so small. So um, to go through some of the highlights of this, first off, damage control all comes out in Oscar masks. Quality, yeah. high mm-hmm. quality entrance work right there. They were they were. Pitching the whole time, because I did bother to watch SmackDown, the go-home show. And the big theme yeah. the whole time was Bailey talking about how they are a co- cohesive unit. And the face team is just thrown together. And they called in Becky Lynch. And Becky and Charlotte really hate each other. So they'll never get along. And that's why Damage Control is going to win. All that. And then they come out in all in all the masks, and it looks great. And you know, they did a whole. Uh, did you see the the voting thing ahead of time? Like, yeah, picking a Ruffles flavor of to ruffles see to see who got the advantage. advantage. That was good. Yeah. The uh, yeah, typically the heels always get the advantage in war games. It just makes much more sense. For like two heels versus one right. good guy, one face, you know. But in this one, it ended up being, of course, you know, you get the fans a vote. So it was like the good guys. Well, and I don't remember which flavor of Ruffles it was that was the faces. But, you know, if it was if it was cheddar no and sour cream, it was a landslide. Hey. Let me tell you. It was a landslide, bro. It's just, <laughs> yeah. It doesn't matter who that like, is. It could have been, it, it, it been anybody was, on If the it was plain side. versus <laughs> cheddar and sour cream... Like, that's just... It's going to have been Logan Paul versus Stone Cold Steve Austin, and people would have chosen Logan Paul. If he Logan was the Paul. cheddar and sour cream <laughs> chips, yeah, you bet. <laughs> we bowed to the chip, bro. I mean, listen, those are pretty <laughs> damn good. <laughs> so, so one of the highlight spots that came out of this match, uh, probably the spot of the night was... EO Sky being on top of the cage because she always does. She's known as the genius of the sky, so she kind of has to, you know, kind of kind of make a dive from the top of the cage or do something kind of crazy. EO did this spot. Um, I'm going to explain the spot in a second, but I think Shotzi should have done the spot. I think this would have been a better spot for Shotzi to have done. But I, but I do love because Shotzi's kind of a crazy. No, no, person. no. I, I, to, I pick, I'm picking up what you're putting down. The reason it couldn't have been Shotzi is because Tegan Knox was on the outside being very useful. 
as EO had to go fishing. <laughs> oh, Dakota Kai. Dakota, Dakota Kai, Kai, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Dakota I got Kai. the wrong member yeah. of Team Kick. Yeah. <laughs> How about that little old school NXT reference? <laughs> hey, bro, I'm I'm picking up what you're putting down. I'm loving it. <laughs> uh, yeah. But yeah, no, it was, yeah, it was, it was actually a really ingenious, really cool way to do it because they, they managed like this pulley system to where like EO Sky, she's at the top of the cage and she dropped down this chain and Dakota Kai attaches a... a Attaches a trash can to the chain, and EO Sky is able to pull it up, and she's able to use it on the top of the cage because it would have been very tough for EO to, to climb try and, it. Like, yeah, climb to the cage with a with a with a big ass trash yeah. can, you know. So it would have been damn near impossible for her to do that. So it was really cool that they worked that in there. But uh, EO Sky ends up putting the trash can over herself <laughs> and then diving on like a group of people, like a freaking bowling pit, bowling ball on pins or something. It was, it was hilarious. Oh, a great spot. It was amazing. And they even did one of those things where like it kind of bugs me sometimes just with the logical consistency of professional wrestling if you want to beat that down too much. Because, like, the the people who are down there that she's about to like, It was everybody. On, they have to look like jackasses, like, standing right there. down there, like, barely hitting each other, standing there, all the while looking up, ready to take this shot. So, like, <laughs> just the logical consistency of it goes out the door. But it was such a high-flying... Like, she had to have been, like, 20... 20 plus feet in the air. It was, it was quite the, it was quite the daredevil, quite the daredevil move. And pretty oh great. yeah. No, I was, I was here for it. Um, <laughs> Bianca rolling out with double braids and using the crap out of them. Just smacking Just everybody. everybody. <laughs> Bro. I love when they show like the welts that she, that people get from like her actually smacking them with right? the braid. Like you can't fake it. That's one of those that you can't fake. It's like a chop. It's like a chop from Guther. Like you can't fake it. You just take yeah. it. You know, it's just I don't. This this is one of those parts of professional wrestling where you just have to be kind of tough. And then, <laughs> you know? and, and they pointed it out during the broadcast. Um, but Bailey was the MVP. Whoa, she was. Absolutely. She came through in this matchup. She looked. Great in this matchup. She took a spear. Yeah, from she Charlotte, took all the finishers. Like knock, yeah, like, yeah, she took everything. She took the fall. And like it, it it's really this whole thing about Bailey um sort of being out of place of a sorts with David right. Control. Because they have Oscar, Eo, and um Kyrie, and she's like the guy Jin among the among the three uh Japanese women. Also like Dakota Kai's just hanging out there. But Dakota Kai has like she's deep roots in Japan. So she seems like a sort of Japanese influenced type of superstar. Like wherein Bailey just, you know, just kind of Bailey is Bailey. Right. <laughs> she's great for what she is, but yeah, she doesn't she just seems sort of on the outs with that group. But we'll see. Go yeah, forward. It's um <laughs> I mean, you already saw the dis- a little bit of dissension between her and um, EO for months now. Leading yeah. up to, yeah. you know, EO winning Money in the Bank and then the title. And then they've kind of let it really slow burn. And then Carrie Sane comes back and they get Asuka to join oh, them. Oh, such a slow like, burn. To the point where, like, back when EO had Money in the Bank, you thought that it was... That Bailey, was going to be it, gonna be like yeah. Bailey, who- 
Yeah, ba- Bailey kind of screws her up in the Money in the Bank briefcase, and EO doesn't cash in because it's it was like a hundred percent cash in for women before yeah. that, and it just didn't come to fruition. Bailey helped her out, and, but yeah, it's a real slow burn thing that they're doing. And I think right it's now. great. I think it's like, oh yeah, this is a moment. This is yeah. a moment where it all goes to shit, and then nope, they keep on rolling. I like that. I, quite. I like that. It leads to some unpredictability <laughs> yep. that. You know, it, we may very well be very shocked when when damage control turns on Bailey. Um, yep. I think that yep. when damage control turns on Bailey, that will be a face turn. We we I may so get too. a return of the hugger. I think yep. we'll get more likely um, just a face version of the current Bailey character with the more intensity. That's what I think too. The, yeah, I don't. The think The hugger was great, but I don't think. And, I don't think you go back yeah. to that. I don't think you. I don't think you do either. Maybe like maybe a slow burn to that. Like maybe initially, you know, maybe eventually she gets closer to the hugger. But I think first up, she's gonna be kind of like a just a tougher face. Yeah, you know, kind of like what she was before she, you know, sort of um, after after the hugger, you know. Which he was in the transition before she became like a sort of um, uh, heel. So yeah, <clears throat> Al, you got anything to add about the women's uh, war games? Since this is one you watched, it was a great match. I mean, hey, you guys covered everything. I think it was a great match. Uh, sucks that Bailey took the fall, um, but you just. Uh, like you can't have any of the other women on damage control just take the ball just so the storyline slowly burns like Ricky said. Yeah, it's a it was a they had some I, of those uh Go ahead. Sorry, sorry. They had some of those uh they had a ruffle segment I think in the backstage with Bailey just <laughs> eating uh chips all alone, you know, so she was feeling all depressed. So <laughs> I think there's they're starting to build something there. Yeah, sure. I'd be curious to see the it reaction. felt like one of those things. On Friday. Yeah, it, it felt like one of those things where it wasn't like Bailey took the fall because she sucked, but it was like a Bailey took the fall because of storyline. You know, she needs to mm-hmm. she needs to look like the weaker version of damage control. So it, it it gives them much more emphasis to like kick her out of the group well, or and something I, but like that. And they could just blame it that on That said, I think that <laughs> what she did, because you have to remember leading like her taking all the finishers, including the leg drop through the table. Yeah was started by her pushing, was it EO or Carrie, out of the way of a Charlotte Spear. Yeah, I think it was EO. So she saved her teammate. She she did take that. So this is why I definitely think this ends in a face turn, because she did some face shit right there and paid for it. And then if they blame her for the loss, and then they're going to turn on her. This this is actually a really great opportunity to to bring this storyline you know, forward because she did face stuff to try and save her teammate, got her ass kicked for it, took the fall. And if they turn around and blame (laughs) her anyway, yeah, that's perfect. Screw you guys. I'm out of here. You know, I fucking took a bullet for you guys and you, you don't accept me. (laughs) Y'all have taken spears from Charlotte before, you know, you don't want to, I don't want to. And I'm three times Charlotte's size, (laughs) if not more than three times. I'm not trying to take that spear. (laughs) 
I think it's going to be, I, I love that idea too, because it's, uh, it's, uh, a lot of members of the WWE universe really, I think, want to embrace Bailey because people have sort of noticed they, they keep on calling her like the weak link of the full horse. <laughs> she run. might be the best. But I think that's, she might be the best. Exactly. Like she just, she does more. That's that's what people don't understand. She's kind of like the Natalia of that group. Yeah. Like Natalia doesn't win championships all the time, but like how much Natalia <laughs> does to try and help out like some of the new talent and stuff like that. Like how selfless Bailey is, you know. She she might be yeah. the best because like I said Charlotte Charlotte, Charlotte didn't put I people love over. Charlotte, but like Charlotte Charlotte doesn't put anyone over. She, I'm, I'd imagine, I'm, I'm so surprised she lost to EO Sky, like clean, semi sort of cleanly, you know, on SmackDown. But like, yeah, Charlotte doesn't put people over, and like Becky's not really about doing I mean, that. Either. Becky well, does. Well, Becky does that. But a she bit. makes yeah. them earn it. With the like NXT. she put Bianca over, and yeah, she made her the, earn it. You know, which yeah, she 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 made people look pretty good. She lost to uh, Lyra Valkyria. She did put Lyra over yeah. with that. And she like the NXT women's title run that she was on, you know, she she made Tegan Knox and a bunch of those women like look she she gave them nice yeah. spots. You know what I'm saying? She still beat them, but she at least gave them like a nice spotlight, yeah. you know, so Yep, absolutely. So moving <laughs> on to our next match. Let's see what was next. Gunther, Gunther and the Miz, and let me tell you, this match was awesome. Obviously, it's a Gunther match. It's going to be good. Miz can work with anybody. Like you know, this is one of those. It's better than it has any business being. And um, you know, I like in Miz we trust. Let's be real. Miz has kind of released. Uh, Miz has uh, reached legendary status at this point, to where like he can he can flip flop and be a heel or a face, and it doesn't matter because like the crowd's gonna go with either way that you want to go with him because he's earned that type of respect. That like, hey, we'll go along with it. You know, if, if you want us to hate you at this point, you want us to like you. That's totally fine. Like you said, this matchup had was so much better than it had any reason to be. Like, there's no good reason to think that, like, Gunther was going to lose to the Miz. But they made <laughs> like, us believe. That would have been quite the upset. But they made people believe. They made they didn't make me quite believe, but they made people believe. Because I, I just know. I'm like, I'm like they're not dropping the title to the fucking Miz at Survivor Series. This is like a, this is a Chad Gable thing, or it's like a WrestleMania well, thing to somebody. Interestingly it's a, it's enough, some, though, had the Miz won, yeah. it would have been his ninth reign, yeah. and it would have tied him with Jericho. And they yeah. mentioned that was the they cool mentioned Chris Jericho on air, which I thought was good stuff. Because they they yeah. tend to not yeah. mention people once they leave, especially if they went to AEW. <laughs> but I think Jericho Jericho's at that legendary status to where you can, you can mention him. You know, you might not mention like a Keith Lee or Alistair Black or something, but you you Chris Jericho is Chris Jericho. You know, he's like a twenty plus year vet, so. But yeah, good point. Yeah, it was it was a really cool, like you said, really cool matchup between like the longest reigning, maybe most dominant intercontinental champion ever. Maybe like I'm, you know, 
I don't know, maybe the Ultimate Warrior back in the day or something like that was pretty strong, but like, you know, kind of not really. Like, he kind of had his stuff with Rick Rude and all that. So, like, he, but like, Gunther is probably the best Intercontinental. I mean, champion. he's like, out there this, every week. This is, yeah. Just put Bro, it he's, down. he's out there putting on the matches that he put on against like Tommaso Ciampa and Bronson Reed on like Monday Night Raw. And he's like, Tommaso, like, you shouldn't. He, they should not have gotten the reaction that they got from that Tommaso Ciampa Gunther matchup. <laughs> like you should not believe that Tommaso is going to be Gunther. You know, maybe you believe Chad Gable is going to beat him, not Tommaso Ciampa. Right. You know? <laughs> so, I don't know. Though. I believe in Ciampa. Like, Ciampa. No, I believe him. I believe in him too. But I, I don't. I don't think that the they haven't built him main enough. roster. Yes, the main roster should not believe no. him. Just yet to believe to beat a guy no, like just Gunther. like him and yeah, I know I know who Chompy is from yeah. NXT, but like you know on the main roster, not yet. Just like him yeah. and Gargano being re- reunited as DIY, I'd love to see that go straight to the moon. But that's because I know black and gold DIY. Yeah, I've seen them through their ups and downs, through the Fu Champa, which was like the first time that you had ever gotten that on WWE programming and any of that. So I've, I've you know, we've been through all that with uh, Gargano and Champa, all their yeah. history. But on the main roster, yeah, yeah, no, I, no, I definitely, I sign off on Champa. You know, I'm not saying that. You know, love the guy. Al, I'd ask you about so, this one, but I'm imagining you were asleep by this point. <laughs> Yeah, no, I did not watch the big men uh, slapping the medium men. <laughs> yeah. This is like match. six one. Like he doesn't really count as even medium man. He's still a large man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, not nah, oh. for sure. Hey, he he won the championship under under uh, under Vince before Danielson and Punk. Yeah. So you know that he's he's still a big yeah. guy. <laughs> Well, he he's big on the mic. <laughs> so, he, Mike is good on the mic. So <laughs> you know, and um, you know, Triple H in the in the press conference had nothing but great things to say about Miz. And yeah. it's true, like Miz yeah. is what you want as a star that's going to stick around. He can he can wrestle well, he can talk well, and he's great outside of the ring doing things like his reality show, like dancing with the yeah. stars, like, like he, doing press. Yeah. He's great at it. Yep. Like, like he can do, he can do the absolute goofy Gaga bull crap that they get them to do. And then he has the resume to, to actually be like a legitimate like threat. Two to time grand like slam he, champ. Like in theory, he could have beat yeah. Gunther. Like that would have been quite the shock. Mm-hmm. This is, you know, in WWE, there's been wilder stuff, which we'll get to it later. <laughs> but, you know, Miz being Gunther wouldn't have been the craziest no. thing of all time. It was just, you know, no, yeah. it wouldn't have. So, Especially Gunther yeah. set the record for longest reign. He's already done. Like, so, so, at some point, you figure they they're gonna want to try and stop that so that you can make it reachable at some point. Well, just just <laughs> so, to move Gunther into the main event scene. Yeah, you know, and yep. and Gunter was in the press conference after the show too, and he was talking about, you know, he's not worried about the the world heavyweight championship right now. He's worried about the IC title. Oh shit! 
<laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that pretty important song. Right, he definitely built it up well. Um, not sure what happened to Alan. It looks like he body slammed his phone. <laughs> well, okay, spell. so uh, yeah, yeah, we can yeah, hear you, bud. He just chapped the shit out okay. of the. You know, that's the benefit of the Bluetooth. <laughs> yeah, the tablet fell under under the bed. The bed. <laughs> it just went blam. Do do. I want to shout out an appreciation post to Gunther, too, because Gunther could have, like, he was such a big deal in NXT UK and then in NXT and outside of WWE. Like, we were just sort of worried that, like, he wouldn't come there and be relegated to being, like, a yeah. Oh, do you like remember that. how mad I was like about him being called or... Gunther instead of Walter? Yeah, yeah. People were so mad about that. Remember, I I think Brian was Brian was like Keith or like Keith Lee. Yeah, Keith Lee, right? Yeah, Keith Lee. If that's his name anymore, (laughs) Bearcat. Wow. If I'm hearing about Bearcats, true. Wow. (laughs) No, Keith Lee probably has one of the worst tweets of all time. Whenever Gunther's name was uh, getting changed. He tweeted, wow, if what I'm hearing from Walter is true, yikes, or something like that. So, obviously, Keith Lee got asked, and not the uh, cooking. Yeah, the food critic. Yeah, I keep seeing him pop up on social media. I'm like. This is an anime. This is is a different. This is a different guy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Keith Lee. he was giving he was given a bearcat gimmick and and all this other things whenever he got called up and he he didn't really vibe with it and you know that led to him getting released and all these other things so he kind of was like wow if what I'm hearing about Walter is true they're about to change his name they're about to change his gimmick well they didn't change it's the gimmick. not really a gimmick change it was just yeah. a name change yep. yeah. Because his gimmick stayed the same. I mean, he's just he's been the ring general. They just asked him like get out of to get into shape. Nobody and asked honestly, him to. I'm That's like, the wild thing. He hey. did that on his own. Yep. Oh, really? He was, like, oh, okay. Well, if what I'm hearing is true, yeah. He wild. um he said that he said <laughs> they, like somebody asked him if if he was told to get in better shape. Well, I mean, well, I mean, hey, look, also you can't really be out there saying like, yeah, corporate told me like, hey, you know, buddy. It'd be nice if you toned up a little bit and we'll let, we'll give you this title run for a long time, you know? But it's like, hey, they can also just be like, you know, it would be nice if if you give you I, I this ring general it. thing for maybe us. Maybe they didn't tell him, but maybe like they maybe yeah. suggested that, you know, it would be better if they some just of kept, our superstars like, They just kept sending him pictures of Cesaro. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Hey, do this right here. (laughs) Hey, we think this guy's really great. Eddie Kingston and Cesaro, and they were like, less of this, more of this. Less of this, more of this. Hey, if Keith Lee, if Keith Lee would have uh, lost a little bit of weight, maybe he wouldn't have grown all that gray hair, gray hair, and been relegated to like rampage. You know, <laughs> so, <laughs> it's all the stress. It's all the stress from AJ Styles being near your girlfriend. You know, all of a sudden you're like, man, I know he has a wife, but them good brothers and AJ, it's, it's, still your it's girl? a motorcycle club. You know, <laughs> I watched, I watched Sons of Anarchy. I know what they do Jesus with 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 the, with the crows. You know, like so. I can't have I can't have Mia Yim be become Yim Yim sauce for the the good boys. <laughs> yim you know? Yim sauce. 
<laughs> so AJ Styles is Mr. Senior Girl. AJ Styles looks like a nice Christian family man, personally. <laughs> like, yeah, you're talking about the man who got made fun of for his <laughs> soccer mom haircut being Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> <laughs> to calm down. I mean, Carl Anderson, Do you guys not I, remember I watched, TNA? I watched TNA. AJ Styles grew a beard so he would have a chin. <laughs> he is not Mr. Steal Your Girl. <laughs> to be fair, to be fair, Carl Anderson used to always talk about like his hot But he has wife, a hot Asian you know? wife. I follow him on Instagram. I'm just saying, like he doesn't You might need a road wife. <laughs> you might need a road wife. <laughs> And then Luke, oh yeah, and Luke oh yeah, because the good the brothers wife, are you know? on the road so much. Like, let's be real; they're barely on TV. Yeah. He has, he's got Where, plenty of home time. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've seen Luke's wife before too. Luke Gallows' wife. If, if he's still married to the same woman, she she was quite hot. Wow, look at Festus even doing well <laughs> with the ladies, bro. Freaking yes, Festus, professional. Hey, you know, biscuits and gravy gets you. <laughs> Gets you that that good good. I, how did we get here? We were talking about the Miz and you those horse girls. It's, it's me and him. We were talking about Keith Lee girls. being upset, gray hair. No, you know? Somehow, like, how do we even get to Keith Lee? We we're talking about Gunther. Walter, <laughs> Gunther. Talking about the Gunther Keith Lee stuff. <laughs> Gimmick acceptance change, acceptance of you know little character criticism here and there. Never hurts nobody. <laughs> We all got a little stuff we got to work on, you know? But to try and steer us back on this manhole cover track. Uh, manhole cover track. Gunther and Miz. That's a great callback to last week. Well done. Yes, the F1. The F1. Gunther and the Miz was a much better match than it, than it had any reason to be. Gunther was calling Miz basically the honky-tonk man of, of WWE nowadays. And the Miz deserves way better than that. Shout out to the honky-tonk man because, you know, he, he was fine for what he was back when WWE was what it was. But the Miz is not honky-tonk man. The wonderful thing about the Miz is he can do honky-tonk man and he can do a little bit of macho man. That's a, that's oh, what yeah. the Miz is. He can, he's honky tonk and macho man. He's not just honky tonk man. He's also macho. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, the next match, this is such a weird storyline. Um, Dragon Lee versus Santos Escobar. This whole fracture of the LWO. It's actually great. it's good stuff, like it. but it's um, also it's just yeah. weird, like. Yeah. Santos turned on Ray because he brought Carlito in. And it's like, what? Like, I think well, we just know that he was sort of being overshadowed. He was sort of he was being overshadowed yeah. in the LWO. Like, you know, and, and Santos and that and that just goes to show you how like insecure Santos's character was. He was he was right for the face. The well, and and really, he was insecure that entire time. This was and, the first you know. time he was a face that I've known of because he was always a heel in NXT, right? For the most part, until the end there. Um, yeah, until the end there. So, and even when they came up, they started out. It felt like as a heel team before Ray got involved and turned yep. them LWO yep. like. Because yeah. even Zelina is, was has always been a great heel manager, and then they got her wrestling more, and everything that happened this year with Backlash, and 
like Zelina really caught the imagination of the fan base and it really solidified a face turn for her. Yeah. And the whole yeah. LWO story. Really coming out with the anime, the anime outfits and um, what she's been able to do in this LWO storyline. The, the way that Zelina came out there and showed emotions through Santos uh, turning his back on Rey Mysterio reported that she got a lot of um, a lot of good vibes from that from the backstage. They were really, you know, really happy about her character work that she did in that. She's she's actually able to act. Right. <laughs> you know, this is that's what professional wrestling basically yeah. is. It's just a physical act. It's just a stuntman who acts right? basically. <laughs> Yeah, this matchup ended up being really interesting. Um, Go ahead and take it on. I'm actually Nikki. interested in. The, I'm actually sort of interested in the backstage stuff of what's going on with Carlito, because Carlito mm-hmm. sort of came there in at Backlash back in April and back in May, and then he um he was gone for a long time, and then he comes back, and then like he 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 shows up to the matchup that he comes in like super late. So I'm wondering if they have some questions about like whether Carlito can like his body can actually hold up in a wrestling match nowadays. Uh, I I kind of wonder about that with Carlito. I, I'm I'm glad that he's back, but that'll be interesting. From I what I heard, the the Dragon Lee replacement was was the plan all along. Oh, yeah, and I okay. think it was okay. a way to get to Dragon Lee. You know, because he's essentially debuting. You know, yeah. it, on the yeah. main roster. Of yeah. He, so they yeah. needed some way to kind of get him there, and him sticking up when Carlito, you know, took that you know attack from behind Friday night. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's not. I don't know. You could have done more with it. You could have done less. You know, it was it was a good match. I mean, it was. Very good match for like seven and a half minutes. They had the crowd captivated. It was it was crazy. Like Dragon Lee has been putting on bangers on the main roster, dude. Yeah, like him and Cedric had a pretty good matchup, and then he had a matchup with the uh, debuting Axiom from uh, NXT, who they always joke around uh, about being like a Power Ranger and stuff like that. But those guys had like an absolute banger on SmackDown. Just just really good stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and so. I mean, Escobar won, which makes sense. You know, the heels got to stack up wins early in in something like this. Yeah, he because he has to be like a legit threat to like Rey Mysterio, you know, so he he has to build his way up to Rey Mysterio for when Rey comes back. Yeah. So. But Dragon Lee looked good. Dragon Lee's been looking really good on the main roster. It's just it's it's. uh. Yeah, it's gonna be wonderful to see his progression. The matches that he's putting on is just insane, bro. Like it's really cool seeing him uh on the main roster showing out after seeing him on like Ring of Honor and all these other smaller organizations. Now he's there. <laughs> Has both of these guys come from a real prestigious family history. Like Santos' father was like the great Fantasmo or something like that. Fantasmo as a wrestler. Yeah. And Dragon Lee, like he's uh brothers with Roosh and um those guys. So yeah. Trilistico. Yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 I know my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's definitely English. one of the Go ahead. Sorry. That's definitely one of those signings that AEW kind of 
didn't really do, but I mean, like Dragon Lee had amazing matches as well. But I mean, with the whole influx of of Latin talent that AEW had, I mean, kind of Dragon Lee did a good decision because, like like Ricky said, you know, Keith Lee got regulated to Rampage, and even then, he's not even used consistently. So, you know, Dragon Lee going to WWE, and he he kind of came in right in time for Rey Mysterio's quote unquote injury. Even though, you know he's going to be releasing a cartoon with cartoon. I mean, Network, I'm pretty so sure you can you can uh, release a cartoon with a bum knee or ankle or whatever, Ray injured. Well, you know, hey, you got to do promotional appearances, and you know, yada yada yada, yada yeah, you say, so <laughs> for a while. you got to take some time off here to go to Mexico and do appearances. I mean, you can I'm do red sure. carpet on crutches. Just saying <laughs> is all. <laughs> on a boot yeah on a boot well you got to play the adam cole angle here that, that's what's going on but <laughs> dragon go. lee dragon lee comes in really clutch you know it, it's all about opportunity meeting preparation he's the most prepared Mexican. so wrestler I, right I would like the record to show and I, I should insert this as the cold open um that anytime during this show about survivor series that alan takes it back to aew Take a drink. <laughs> well, I mean, he he was there. It's that's, that's you know that's kind good. of why I know Dragon Lee. And so like, it does, like I don't have like, enough. I don't have enough beers Rush. to actually play the game. <laughs> Although I guess I've kind of been playing it the whole time. That's, <laughs> that's a you problem. <laughs> And so it looks like they're going to bring up, uh, uh, spoiler alert, they might be bringing up the uh, uh, Los Lotharios back to the main roster, the team with uh, Santos, because he's he's probably going to need some. Well, yeah, because his, to, his to other boys who I yeah. thought would, would go with him. I thought so, too. Yeah. I thought I for thought, sure that uh, Joaquin and uh, Cruz, Cruz del Toro were. I thought they would go with him, and you'd end up with an LWO that was Ray, Carlito, and Zelina. Because I thought, I think Zelina's a true believer in LWO. Yeah. But, you know, some of Santos' motivation, though, is just like, like, it's all about Carlito being an interloper, and he's like, where's your LWO tattoo? Which... You know, it was awkward when you're the one who turns on the group that you're ro- rocking that tattoo on your hand, um, <laughs> bro. It's like it's like it's like nobody told you that you had to get a tattoo, bro. <laughs> like, like, where's your tattoo? You didn't have to get a tattoo. You suggested that. <laughs> you're like, yeah, yeah, sure, screw it. <laughs> That's just tough to get like your your faction name tattooed, like. Could you imagine, like, if the Judgment Day all got Judgment Day tattoos, and a year yeah. from now when they're broken up, all fighting each other, it's just weird. <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's like this chick who got like um her boyfriend's tattoo on like her. Face oh, that's an like instant. That. You're y'all are breaking up when you get that tattoo, that yeah. matching tattoo with yeah. a name. Nope, yeah. it's over. Yes. You, you are on the clock it's at that over. point. Once, as soon as, as soon as that tattoo is healed, you are on the clock. Six months or less, it's over. 
So your crazy uh, decision-making impulse skills are, are what's going to lead to like you you and your boyfriend breaking up. And the type of person who would get a face tattoo of their boyfriend That's the other thing. is not going to stay together with that boyfriend. <laughs> yes. It's not going to stay together with that boyfriend. <laughs> you guys are going to be drama. You guys are going to have way, way too, too much, much volatility. Too- <laughs> oh, goodness. So, um, I mentioned Judgment Day, and I'm glad I did, because next up, Mommy, Rhea Ripley, the women's champ, took on Zoe Stark for the women's championship, and another great match. Like, I'm sorry. Solid. It was was good. Like, I I do not... Mm -hmm have a full appreciation for Zoe Stark, but she can go in the ring. Yeah. And yeah, this was, this was a wonderful place for like, Zoe's one of those people who like, she's like everybody else on the roster. They just need a championship match every now and then, even if they're not going to win, just like put them in that spot so that they know how, what it's like to be like in a championship match to do a little bit of press, to cut promos on the champion, so that they can get that, so that she can get that, um, so that she can get that, that um, those skills out of there, so that she can get that experience, so that when she does actually get to the point to where like the crowd is behind her, or the crowd is super against her, or the or her gimmick's really working, and then she needs to be a champion, so that she's much more prepared for that once it does happen. So yeah, she looked great in this matchup. Rhea Ripley uh, looked amazing in this matchup, as she always does, mommy. Um, <laughs> yeah, she ended up winning, and we're just uh, we're just kind of wondering where this leaves Rhea. Where does she go next? Um, who's who's her next big, big, um, big fight? When do when did they put her and Becky together? Is a real question. That's the that's the real interesting question. I mean, it, I feel like Becky's fight? is that a WrestleMania fight or is that a Royal? I feel Rumble like Becky's fight? the only so, one left. Maybe Becky wins the Rumble. I mean, you could put her against uh, Nia yeah. Jax. Well, I mean, Nia Jax, I think, would be a great like Royal Rumble matchup, and then Becky at WrestleMania. Yeah. I think that that would be a great way to go with that. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see where they go. Yeah. Um, and obviously, Rhea Ripley's a freaking superstar. She's yeah. just got yeah. that. You don't. She's got it. Yeah, people. people People don't like wrestling and like Rhea Ripley. They're just like, yo, this chick right here, yo, please, please, like, tie me up and do whatever you want to. <laughs> <laughs> she's got that, she's got that whole, she's got that whole mommy, but she's really the daddy of the group. So, <laughs> and, and that's the, that's, I think, a cool dynamic is that um, Rhea Ripley is really leading Judgment Day. Like, even. Yeah. Yeah, she's, she's like, kind of the, yeah. You know, you could say she's this era's China, but I think she's more than that. She's more. Um, because yeah. China in DX was not running that show. Little bit more reserved. Yeah. China was there. She'd do cool shit. She'd, like, low-blow people to help them win. And then she was cool to do stuff. Like, I'd rather be in China and all these other sites that they, they put out there and all this other stuff. But, like, yeah. Rhea Ripley like stands out front and like she directs traffic. The metamorphosis, 
Yes, the apotheosis of like Rhea Ripley apotheosis. from like when she came in and she was like she was like this uh blonde Barbie girl. Yeah, she was blonde, blonde Barbie girl cheerleader from when she started out in the May Young Classic who like, oh, I listened to some rock to being like, oh no, I am rock. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh no, we know you listen to rock. Like we can tell. <laughs> she went from like she went from like maybe like Lincoln Park or Breaking Benjamin, who are bands that I love, two of my favorite bands of all time, to to like um, to Lamb, like of, Lamb God. of God, Weird <laughs> <laughs> Box, you know. She went to <laughs> the Cannibal Corpse. <laughs> yes, Cannibal Corpse, perfect. <laughs> you are not wrong. Um. <laughs> She was a girl who like she was like she was like uh, she went to college and she was like this nice little girl and all that and then she went to college and then she maybe got with a couple of dudes or something like that went to a couple of parties and then she became like Rhea Ripley <laughs> like she, it's like yo this girl changed bro <laughs> this is not the same girl at the reunion that you remember from high school <laughs> Alan does the top of your head agree. I'm glad I turned on the video recording for this one. (laughs) Uh, So, Al, I know you were sleeping through this one, but hey, wakey, wakey, buddy, it's time. Wakey, wakey, hands off, snakey, <laughs> Alan. We, we got the big boys coming out. <laughs> the men's yeah. war game match, and an interesting thread through the whole night was um, Randy Orton didn't show up. Like, Will Randy show up? Will right. Not? And so they're worried about it. Like, everybody's just all upset. There's all these backstage segments. I still haven't seen Randy. Randy's not here yet. Is he going to show up? And and, and it goes with the storyline of Randy Orton. Randy Orton's always been the viper. He's always been the snake. So, you, for one, you just can't trust Randy Orton. For two, like, you guys got, like, Jey Uso and Seth Rollins on your team. Who are, like, two. Like, Jey Uso was part of the matchup that put Randy out. Seth Rollins, a very storied rivalry right? with Randy Orton. I'm sure they don't love each other. So <laughs> Yeah, it was all definitely Cody's doing to get Randy. Yeah, you know, little legacy yeah. action. It was good stuff. Which yeah, is great, so great to see those two back together, man. So, I mean, this the men's war game match was awesome. Um, another really cool matchup. I love JD McDonough out there just getting his ass beat every single. Somebody week. has to be That's Dolph Ziggler now. Yes, just flopping Someone around has to for be everybody. That, dude that takes the fall, that, t- that takes everything. Hey, just stomp me, just Uso splash and super kick me, just crossroads me, just you know. Well, look after after seven months of of having Don Mysterio and Damian Priest and Finn Balor main events, you kind of need to add another person. So you know, JD McDenna, it's time for you to take all the finishes. Yeah, yeah. The next, I mean, Dom's a title holder. Out. WrestleMania. Dom so, can't you know, take yeah. all the pins. He has a title. Yeah. He can't take all the L's. Exactly. <laughs> you know, um, he can get his ass kicked, but he has to. Yeah, you got to put a little respect on his name. Dom is like Dom gets more heel heat than like fact. anybody by far. 
of any mm-hmm. of any like organization. So, um, <laughs> you know, Drew McIntyre was only in the match on the Judgment Day side because he wanted Jimmy Uso. Yep. <laughs> so there was there's yeah. a lot of tension still between Priest and McIntyre, which which I love. A, uh, they put out this poll. They put out this poll recently, the WWE did, where they were like, "Is is uh, Drew McIntyre justified in his in his in being disgruntled and his gripe?" Seventy five percent of the WWE universe said yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the funny thing about this. Like Drew is a heel, but he's actually right because like he 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 deserves to be pissed off all all the hell like Jey Uso right? like he doesn't. It doesn't have to be a situation where he's like, oh, Jey Uso's like, oh, I'm sorry, guys, by the way. And then Drew just has to be like, yeah, okay, yeah, all is forgiven, no issue whatsoever. It's like, no, I'm going to beat your ass for a few months, and then maybe I will accept your apology. But first, I got some some anger to get out, bro. He got a couple receipts here. Yeah, man. So uh, <laughs> he's like a heel, but he's like Thanos, so he might be kind of right. right? <laughs> um, couple interesting things that uh, Michael Cole mentioned. Um, you know, he he took he took the Allen Kool Aid during during the match. He was talking about um, Dusty Rhodes created War Games, and Cody also created an event in this city. Referencing All In, the very mm. first All In, yeah, and it was like yeah. okay, they will they will casually do like oh, well, Cody Rhodes has some history in this city. Yeah, <laughs> they will mention AEW without being like, yeah, we don't need to give no free press up over here, boys. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, they did a spot with a uh, with the um, bull rope, um. Seth and Cody and Seth kind of got in his feelings when Cody pulled out the rope. It's like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. No, I don't want any part of that. And Cody's like, no, 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 it's okay. I'm not going to use it on you this time. Hey, remember Hell in a Cell? I'm not trying to do this again, man. I got my ass kicked by a one-armed guy. You know, they whacked somebody with the cowbell. I forget who took the cowbell to the noggin. Probably JD. I think like they JD hit a double clothesline. With they hit a double clothesline on somebody <laughs> with the cowbell. <laughs> um, obviously, Dominic got his ass kicked, and you know, but it was looking bad for the faces. And then all of a sudden, I hear voices in my head. The fifth person comes out. We're not a hundred percent sure who's going to come out. So the. So the so the uh, timer goes off to 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Maybe it's CM Punk. Maybe it's who knows who it is. And then Rhea Ripley comes That's right. out of yes. there with a briefcase. We almost had a cash yes. in. Like they had just he had just done he like a, a uh, Damian Priest did the razor's edge on Seth Rollins through the table. Yep. Seth Rollins is down. So uh, Rhea Ripley comes out with the money in the bank briefcase. We're like, oh, and me in the back of my mind, I'm like, maybe Randy Orton's hurt. Maybe they like is maybe they had planned on him coming out there and like he's just not quite ready or something like that. But no, it's just kind of all convoluted. But it was okay how they did it. But Rhea Ripley comes out there with the money in the bank briefcase, she's trying to get the trying to get him to ring the bell. Hey, we're trying just to make a split for the money in the second bank before that 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 cash in happens. 
And here comes Randy. And listen, I I sent you guys a message. He is RK Goldberg. Dude, Bro. dude spent his entire 18 months off in the weight room. Randy is huge. Bro. 42, 43 years old. He looks amazing. Randy Orton has always been like the prototypical professional wrestling superstar jbl used to always say it like if you carved out a wrestler out of stone like and thought of like the perfect wrestler that you would make you'd probably make randy orton at least with his specifications of how his body is and he came out there this dude is like 42 43 he's not wrestling bigger than ever not wrestling on being a legend he is he is he's not just oh he's not only a legend killer but he's a legend at this point and yeah it was I was so so I'll tell you my mindset whenever Randy came out slightly disappointed and and not because like it was Randy Orton and it sucks because because they had done the whole thing about is Randy going to show up or not so it makes us wonder it makes a lot of people wonder maybe it's CM Punk coming out and joining this matchup nothing so, yeah. made me happier hold on nothing hold made on, me happier on, than it being RKO well, at that yeah, at that time, I was thinking, I was like, yo, WWE hit us with the most epic troll job. This was like Roman Reigns coming out at the Royal Rumble at number 30 when we thought he could be yeah. Samoa Joe or Kenny Omega. But no, it's like Roman Reigns. And so, like, Randy comes out. At least it's somebody that you love. So it's Randy Orton. It's like, yo, it's and, – and, and Randy Orton, I do want to say that it's so great that he's back because at some point – there was like a legit question about like whether Randy would be able to be back or not. So, but like he is back and he's, he's, he looks in great shape. So just at the time I was like, I was a little disappointed. I was like, yo, this is such a troll job. If people hate on WWE tomorrow, I got nothing to say because they set themselves up like to be clowned on because that's how you would do it. Like if you were, if you were going to debut CM Punk in that matchup, you would have done just that and then had CM Punk's music hit. He comes out, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But go ahead. But but the the biggest thing, like you said, it, it, it is a troll job. And they were doing the whole night, the, is he here? Is he not? Are you sure he's here? Like, Cody Rhodes, like, like can I even trust you to get this man on the phone? All these things, right? It does build up the suspense. It kind of builds the opening. Is it Punk? Is it not? But then, you know, like you said, once Rhea comes out and then you hear the, I hear voices, and you're like, all right, well, it's Randy. The crowd plops. Everybody goes wild. Randy's back after a year. You're going hype. The match happens, you know. RKO yeah. off the roof of the Poor JD taking that, taking that so, hit. Like, <laughs> yeah. It, so great. It, it, was, it was definitely the uh, the perfect way to end the match. But then, like you said, just setting up that troll job, everybody was going to go happy as it was. And then out walks. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, hold on. So before, yes, before we, before we, I didn't want to quite get there just just yet. So I do want to say that it it seemed like a troll job. It it ended up not being a troll job because of what happens later. Also, it wasn't really a troll job because, like I said, same troll job again. It does make sense. (laughs) (laughs) storyline storyline wise it does make sense because like it's like randy orton like i said like he he's tough to he's tough to work with you know his his character kind of has an issue with so many people in that matchup so it would make sense that he would come out late it would make sense that he would be like a bit ambivalent 
about teaming up with like Jey Uso and Seth Rollins. It's like, yo, I love you, Cody, but like, these <laughs> fuck other these guys. Dudes, right? <laughs> <laughs> like Seth and Jay, like I got to team up with these dudes. Well, and they teased him <laughs> dropping an RKO on Jay too. Like, yeah, yeah. Which I hope he does at some point. Honestly. Right? I think he may. I, I would love to see him do that. So uh, the faces win after that RKO, RKO off the top of the cage. Celebrating. The logo comes up. It's all good. Great pay-per-view. And then the absolute positive worst fucking outcome happens. <laughs> and it, hold on hold on so it does point to i did want to say that it does point to what kind of star power randy orton has that like when he came out there absolutely nobody booed they were just they everybody was just like fuck it's randy orton i don't care if cm punk shows up tonight we got randy orton it is what it is you know so it, point, it points to how respected randy orton is <laughs> yeah so faces are celebrating and goddamn Pepsi Phil shows up. The watermark comes uh, up and everything. The trademark. It's over, right? Yeah. The sign off. The show's I'm sitting over. there like, bye, I'm guys. sitting there, thank you, God. Thank you, God. We got through it without this dipshit showing up. Again, I'm slightly disappointed because I'm like, I didn't think that it was going to happen, but I, but I held out hope. I was like, maybe CM Punk would show up tonight. Oh, I saw the watermark come up. I was like, eh. Because after Randy Orton came out, I was like, I was like, you wouldn't debut him in a matchup because like you, you got to choreograph a matchup. So, so, so many people have to know about that. The internet would have found out about that. Had they choreographed him into a matchup, the internet would have known about this. Especially the war games that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. You have to choreograph and you have to talk. You have to come in like a couple of weeks early to make sure that you can wrestle, you know, to to be around the WWE. You have to be around the performance center. So, and and someone would have spotted him. Someone would have leaked it. Yeah. Are there people just like staking out the performance center, by the way? Like some dude just sitting yeah. in the bushes in Orlando, like looking to see who shows up. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> People Dave just Metzler, out, like Brian Alvarez, <laughs> maybe Dave Meltzer, those kind of guys. <laughs> so, uh, listen, uh, like I said, the absolute worst possible outcome happens. Cult of personality hits, and here comes CM dipshit. <laughs> listen boys i'm nothing if not consistent oh i knew you would love this i can tell you bro i'm watching this i'm watching this i'm gonna let you two (laughs) i'm I'm gonna let you two just bask in the glory of your misguided emotions (laughs) you guys go crazy on the messenger i didn't i didn't even properly look at the messenger because i didn't solid plan I didn't want to have anything spoiled or anything like that. I watched it late. Um, earlier in the night, I went to go watch Killers of the Fire Moon, which is absolutely amazing, by the Save way. Save that go for next episode. Super long. But... <laughs> and so, like, um, so like, I'm watching it late, and then I'm I'm watching it, and I, I'm I'm just looking at. It, I'm like, oh, okay, that was that was a good show. That was a solid show. Really fun show. Watermark comes up. I'm I'm a little disappointed. I'm a tad disappointed. My cat's on my lap and I'm just chilling. 
the music hits. I scream out loud, holy fucking shit. <laughs> my cat, I jump up. My cat just runs off because he's just terrified. He's like, I guess a bomb just dropped or something. What the hell was that? <laughs> and oh, oh, no, a bomb did not drop, but a pipe bomb just dropped all over Chicago, all over Survivor Series. Big old stink bomb. We got the news. We got <laughs> we got the news earlier, uh, like about a week ahead of time, that like Living Color had done a 2023 remaster of um, Cult of Personality. Like, hey, this is weird. It's maybe, their only yeah, hit. They wanted to make some more money off of it. it. That's what I assumed. I, I was like, I was like, it could just be random. This might not have a, a damn thing to do with anything for one. And then also, like, we we kept on getting this stuff about like. Oh well, like CM Punk, uh, we we got all this stuff about like maybe CM Punk had this meeting with WWE higher ups, but then there was a report that came out that said no, that didn't happen. And, like maybe he met with one person, and then all this stuff about like they will bring back CM Punk if like the fans demanded enough, and all this other stuff. So I'm like, okay, like I like. If you like, if you listen to last week's podcast, like where we slightly previewed this, I even said I don't think he's coming back. I I thought that he could come back at some point, but I just it was so beyond the realm of like likelihood. It felt like because he had been gone for like nine ten years, and this guy comes back and I hate to say greatest return ever, but bro, not even close. Edge at the ever. Rumble. Greatest return edge ever. at the rumble. Greatest so, edge at because the edge, rumble. Edge, That's the thing, though. Edge could come back, though. If Edge got healthy, he would come back. The issue with CM Punk, it felt like, was like a backstage thing. Like WWE would not put uh, him back. That's how it still like with that. Like he would Punk's return was not like, better than Edge at the Rumble. No way. I disagree, bro. I disagree. Yeah. No, yeah, yeah. You're right. It, it, it's – see, and here's the thing. So, obviously, wrestling will work, right? And here's my best perspective of wrestling. It's it's like a comic book, right? Edge retiring because of a neck injury. It's like, damn, my one of my favorite heroes is not dead, but he's gone. So the fact that he was able to come back at Royal Rumble, it's like a shock moment. It's like, I wasn't expecting it. This is an amazing surprise. What a great moment. But it's the Minute Maid Park is such a big stadium. That, that it blew can, up. I mean, look. We the were there. Wars, it blew up. It, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And oh, let's not I, be I prisoners of that. the moment. No, yeah, let, no. I'm not going to be a prisoner of the moment. That was an ecstatic moment. It was great. I loved it. The difference is that Chicago is such a small venue. Not that it's a really small venue. It's 17,000 packed. But imagine everybody in Minute Maid was happy that Edge was there. But I'm pretty sure there was some fringe fans, even in our suite. There was some people who were like, "Who's this guy? Who's Edge?" How right? did they get an invite like, to be he had in the been suite gone with for us. a couple of years? They didn't know who Edge was. Hey, look, you know what? You date somebody who <laughs> likes wrestling. But <laughs> well, like, look. The point being that with CM Punk in Chicago, I think all eighteen thousand people were like, "All right, we didn't get him in the match." 
all right, we're going to cheer for Randy. We're not going to interrupt the match. We're not going to take it over with the CM Punk chants. We're going to enjoy it for what it is. The event is what it is, right? No CM Punk. But whenever it's you're going home and it's – I know Brian didn't like it. It ruined his dessert. But for every Chicagoan there, it was the cherry on the top with the graham cracker and the marshmallow toasted, you know, on top of the milkshake. Bro, not just it was in everything Chicago. but I the, think you mixed like you four know? desserts together right there. <laughs> hey, I'm just saying, you know, those they they got everything everything that they wanted, you know, they got the Randy Orton return and then they got the CM Punk just dropping in by and Starting the the new era of Endeavor, if you really think about it, it's been probably like two three months since the sale has occurred. So it's it's probably that time, you know. It's a the big the big first move that they have officially done. I'd so say. I'm with Seth Rollins on this one, as Seth Rollins was beside himself. Um, <laughs> we're okay. We're gonna get there. We're gonna get there. But Brian's a mark. Um, I saw I saw a reel with some lip reading as Michael Cole is holding Seth Rollins back. Which, by the way, that's how you know it's a work. If Michael Cole can keep Rollins from chasing him down, yeah. yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Rollins is like he better not be back there when I get like, back there, or I'll knock him the fuck out. And I'm like. Yeah, like Michael Cole has maybe you think like maybe Michael Cole has enough respect that like like Seth Rollins respects Michael Cole enough to where he'll be like he he would listen to Michael Cole over just some random ass security guy who's much bigger that like maybe Seth yeah. shit if Seth really wanted a piece of CM Punk for real he would have <laughs> hit Cole with that swim move and went and ran up that ramp swinging. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't even the venue size. The, the shock about it was that for so long after like 2014, like marks. for like a year or two, three, three, year, three or four years after like 2014, 2013, late 2013, early 2014, when Punk left, it was like, I cannot believe that these grown ass adults cannot get into a room and settle this out. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's so much money to be made in this Vince situation. McMahon was one of those grown-ass yeah. adults, and as shown by his behavior in AEW, CM Punk, <laughs> asshole extraordinaire, was the other grown-ass adult. So there's yeah, a reason much. they couldn't get it together. Like, <laughs> it, it, takes, it takes two to tango, and, you know, there was definitely two in the situation. Yeah, Vince, so. Vince was on the it, other side of that, so don't <laughs> – you had an asshole and an asshole, and they weren't going to see. They were they they weren't going to see brown eye to brown eye. <laughs> There's a visual yeah, for like you. With Edge, with Edge, with Edge, we had gotten some idea that like if Edge could just pass these security these protocols, these health protocols. For CM Punk, it was much deeper than that. It it felt like it was like a. This these people ain't gonna get together again. Like if this like No, I think I think I think busted up neck trumps everybody's an asshole every time. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. CM Punk CM I think Punk. I think I need some time off. <laughs> I need some time off and there's a new a, a new girl in town that, you know, she's a little pretty, but you know, she's also from the new generation and you know what? Yeah. She doesn't want to listen to me when I say, hey, you know what? We don't need to be partying five days a week. We can just party 
on Friday night and enjoy the weekend, you know? <laughs> Watch the football game Sunday. But, sure you know, sometimes it all. She, she needs a little baggie, you know, to – to, to keep parting through the weekend and you know that that runs its course and you know you're not really you're straight edge you know cm punk he's like you know what i gotta go i gotta call my old honey back see <laughs> see if she's still around oh she is hey you know i've grown you've matured we're, we're still not the same person we were 10 years ago are we because you know if you are you know what are you doing in life so you know you get back with you go you get back with your old your old love and you know love at first sight i'm home baby i'm home that's why when whenever he left i will say whenever he left AEW, and then we knew that this all of this endeavor stuff was happening and that bench was um bench was kind of taking a back seat in the decision making process and Triple H, know what kind of person Triple H is, because Triple H is always like, he is a what's best for business type of guy. Yeah, he wasn't like, joking with that story whole authority storyline. Triple H, he is. was very much that's, like that's what's H best is. for business. He might not like you, or he might not, he might not think that you're the greatest in the world, or something like that. But I think, I think they view CM Punk as like sort of that 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 family member who's like he he's kind of an asshole. We know that if we invite him over, like we might get into a fight with him, and we might not have the best vibes. Wait, all am night, I the CM Punk like, of my family? You know, he he might bring up some political <laughs> agenda thing. You know, yeah, some, some trans right thing, and you're like, God oh, damn, it, I just want to enjoy dinner. Yeah, some magazine. Yeah, <laughs> like I support abortion rights, and all of a sudden, your other uncle is like, No, we don't do that in this, you know, this town, and you're like, God. Could I just have a quiet dinner? But you know, we're it's family. Yeah, he's Thanksgiving. Yeah, take everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you guys, get into a big war of twenty twenty four thing going on. Ah, <laughs> oh, no, Thanksgiving was great. None of that happened. <laughs> Yeah, it's absolutely amazing to see him back. And then um, as we as we saw from CM Punk on the night after, CM Punk, the night after, he hid in his promo. I had to roll my eyes even myself when he was like, I'm home. Yeah, <laughs> get the hell out what? of here. Yeah, that was – so let's be real. Okay, so I did want to talk about Punk's uh, Raw promo last night. Um, yeah. Yeah. Such generic babyface bullshit. Of all people to roll out with generic babyface bullshit. Like, listen, if I've got to deal with CM Punk being back, then he better be CM motherfucking pipe bomb punk. All right? No. Uh, so like did you want him so did you So I, I have two options. I have two options for the here's be the you. I would have liked. Be you. He walks Be up. what made you famous. No, 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 but hold on. He walks up. It's just the first line. It's just the first line that I want to give. The first line would have been like, my 10-year sabbatical is finally up. My leave of absence is done, and I'm back, right? Because that was always the line. CM Punk's leave of absence, you know, we're not going to talk about it. He's on a leave of absence. That would have been line number one. And then you go into, you know, your – you know, every everybody changes after ten years. We have blah 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 blah, and I think I know what Brian wanted. Brian wanted for him to go scorched earth on AEW. Nah. 
Or to be like, no, I wanted him to antagonize the shit out of Rollins. We know that program's coming. I wanted him to just get after it right away. Listen. He kind of did. No, he he just said, oh, some people aren't happy to see me. Some people aren't happy that I'm back. Like like, some bullshit. Get out of here. He is true about that. He is 100% true about that. I know, he I know Brian bar. probably doesn't listen to Drake. <laughs> I know Brian probably doesn't listen to Drake, but Drake once said, I took a summer off and, you know, y'all failed. And he's like, <sighs> oh, you took a summer off? We couldn't I mean, tell. So CM Punk I think you like just proved why I don't listen to Drake. Rollins. He's like, <laughs> he, he took 10 years off. <laughs> And you still can't be the best in the world. It's time for the best in the world to come back, Bri. And it, I think in the ring, Seth will smoke him. I think on the mic, Seth coaster. will smoke him. Seth is oh, not on the no, mic. Seth is know. at that level. Ring, Seth is that guy. Know. Seth is him. Seth, Seth's just going to do his little laugh. He's going to go like, ah, <laughs> And then he's gonna look at the crowd, and it's gonna go like whoa, 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 and then CM Punk's gonna be like, "All right, that's enough of this." Blah, you blah, guys, blah, blah, blah. you guys are forgetting. You're gonna get that. You're actually, I think you're actually gonna get that, Brian. Like, headed. Wait till WrestleMania season. So if I'm right, I I don't think that they throw out this matchup at like summer. I don't think that they throw this matchup. Yeah, I don't think they're going to do this for This is like a WrestleMania thing. So before WrestleMania and the promo battles leading up to that, I think they're going to take the gloves off a little bit and they're going to they're going to throw some shots at each other in that promo battle. You'll get it. Just like, not you guys are you guys you are, are talking are trying to say that Seth isn't on Punk's level on the mic. Are you guys forgetting? No, 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 no. no, no. Let me finish what I am saying. You guys are forgetting (laughs) authority Seth Rollins, who was such a good heel that all I wanted was for him to go away. He was so good (laughs) Uh, at his job. That that guy got hurt. He was so good at his job as a heel that I was like, oh, was, my God, yeah. get your skunk-looking hair off my TV. But I think what made him really good as authority Seth is because he had two little minions with him, and they helped him cheat every single time. Oh, so that was yeah. That... Like Jamie Noble and uh, Mercury, the other Eminem guy. Yeah, Mercury. Charlie Haas. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> I mean, we haven't seen that work ever since then either. but so just i i we'll see what the work rate is but i I think the biggest thing would be how do you set up the match do you set it up cm punk wins the rumble does cody have to go through some more trials and tribulations you know, because maybe Randy eliminates uh, Cody Rhodes. Maybe it doesn't have so, to be Punk who eliminates I, I want to touch but on a couple things from Monday night um, because it kind of gave us a little bit of the path forward. Um, apparently, Shinsuke was not talking about CM Punk in all his mysterious promos, but he was talking about Cody. So Cody's going to have to feud with Shinsuke. I, Which I can't think about that. I did wait. Think about that. Yeah. Yeah, I love that, um, dude. 
Uh, yeah. Something else that happened last night on Raw that I had to talk about. Otis versus Bronson Reed. The meatiest of men slapping meat. Or no, I'm sorry, Ivar, Ivar. and Bronson Reed. Yep. The meatiest of Big men Viking. slapping meat. Sorry. They need a triple threat with Otis. Let's be real. That'd be amazing. Bro, that... Bro, another another group of people, another group of guys who like they got a reaction out of that crowd from them brawling throughout. From for, for a double one, count like, the crowd was just pissed off about the double count out, and then once they started brawling throughout the crowd and stuff like that, the reaction that they got from the crowd was like, "Yo, this is brilliant. This is so good because it doesn't it doesn't have any right to be Big that E good. was <laughs> listen. So Big good. E was always right." <laughs> We all love yeah. big meaty men slapping meat. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we love when the thick boys get after it. <laughs> so, this is big boy. It's big boy season too. So it's very apropos for Ivar. It's my time, baby. It's my time. Cuddle season, baby. It's Robin season. Robin season. Robin and cuddle season. season. <laughs> yeah, around the holidays, bro. People got people. Uh, funds get tight. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Well, I think that's a, a good uh, place to uh, wrap it up. That was that was our Survivor <laughs> Series. So, so hold on, hold on, hold on. I do want to say about the CM Punk with the stuff. Oh, you better make said, it quick. I'm We're home. an hour and a half like, in. I will, I will, I will. I roll my eyes to that, but people do have to understand that. I think this is a different CM Punk. CM Punk, I think he understands. Like, after he got kicked out from AEW and he went to WWE, he's like, yo, I ain't got a whole bunch of opportunities. Like, he fully changed in the last two months? Like... No, but I think that's a that's a, that's a a real, like, wake-up call. That's like a, yo, I got to get my shit together. And I think that's why you're you are gonna see a much more PG punk. Like that that punk last night looked like like a born again. I don't punk. the thing <laughs> like is, a, I don't want know, a guy who found Jesus. I don't want PG <laughs> punk on screen. I want well behaved punk backstage. That's what you're gonna get. Because even with the I'm not here to he he told you himself, I'm not here to make friends, I'm here to make money. I'm telling you, like once P- CM Punk, they're they're gonna they're gonna take the uh, the governor off of that dude, and he's gonna he's gonna get yeah. <laughs> no, I'm telling you, watch. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be listen. The only great thing that will be a, a side effect of Punk coming back is if AJ comes back. If he brings the if AJ, he brings the wife along, I'm a happy camper. I'll I'll, for, I'll start forgiving him. CM, CM Punk, we're on pack watch for CM Punk though in these in these early months and stuff like that. Just just trying to wait and be like, let's let's make sure he does stick around until WrestleMania and until after, and he doesn't piss anybody off. And you know, because for WWE, it's a it's a win win situation. It's it you know they're they're big enough to where he starts some shit up. You fire him. Oh yeah, we talked about this last week. He's like much, he's so money that you just you just yeah. bring him in. Roman and Seth will take you know, him out back he starts, if he starts acting yeah. up. Yes. Like or or Randy yes. will do it himself since he's now three hundred and fifty yeah. pounds of solid muscle. Like 
Yeah. This ain't like Kenny Omega and the Bucks, who who I have great respect for, but I'm sure CM Punk looks at and like, who are these high schoolers right. out here trying to tell me? Who are who are these who are you these know? indie wrestling idiots? Bro, this is the this is the company of like Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Undertaker. You know, CM Punk has a little bit more respect for this company. There's a little bit more cachet for this company than, you know, Tony Khan and you know, his uh I love AEW, but like he probably sees it as like a fantasy football wrestling company or something like that. Tony Khan's so. booking in between <laughs> lines. Yes. <laughs> so, like the entire booking of AEW is a coked out fever dream from to, from uh from Tony Khan. <laughs> Let's have let's have this let's have pockets take on Chris Jericho and they'll pockets. fight in like a champagne matchup where where one of them has to knock each other in a big old bowl of champagne. <laughs> That'd be great. That, that's gonna be some awesome shit. Oh yes, fuck it, fuck it. We're cooking, we're cooking. <laughs> Give me your key. Why do you need my key? No, don't worry about. I'll be right. I'll be I'll be right back. I gotta run to the bathroom really quick. Oh, shoot. All right. Well, with that, catch us on social media on Facebook at Space City Recreation and Entertainment. On Instagram at Space City SRE. And on X at Space City RE. Catch me on Instagram at Brian's Beer Show. And on Twitter at this underscore those. Catch Ricky outside, if you can, cheering for CM Punk. <laughs> Catch up. <laughs> Marking out, bro. I can pull out the shirt. I've got an old best in the world shirt. I can pull it out and mark out. <laughs> Catch me outside. There's a lot of like holiday themed stuff going on. There's Nutcracker pop ups. There's Santa's Wonderland. Like the Houston Zoo. If you're around Houston, they do a wonderful Houston Zoo light. So check all that stuff out. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like Ricky said, there's all kinds of stuff going on. It's the holiday season. Get out there and jingle your bells in Space City. Look in my eyes, what do you see? See Space City. Yow.